Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you. I have a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. And I just want to sit down and chit chat with my girls. And you know, this is the highlight of my damn week. Okay, Carly, Carly, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Tell everybody what you're drinking. I'm drinking a green juice. Okay, skinny, skinny, healthy. I ordered a green juice. You guys, okay let's backtrack. Last night I went out with my friend. We were at a bar and they have something called pickle beer. Okay. And immediately I'm intrigued. So I thought, what the hell is in that? It was a beer, pickle juice and salt. I had thought I died and went to heaven. I said, I'm going to need one of those four of those later. And it's my new favorite drink. Okay. Forget Aperol spritz, forget the cocktails, forget the Margies. We're drinking pickle beer from now on. And I said to my friend, I said, I always have pickle juice and I dump it down the sink because I eat a freaking jar of pickles a week, girl. I'm a pickle freak and I never know what to do with the juice. So I always just dump it. And I'm like, now I'm going to have a little refreshing beverage when I'm done with my pickles. Anywho, I woke up this morning feeling amazing because I realized, oh, isn't pickle juice like don't athletes drink pickle juice and stuff like that to replenish? So it kind of like beat the hangover and I didn't even have one, but I did walk home over the Williamsburg bridge, which was insane. It was a hundred degrees outside. Me and my friend were like, let's just go for a little walk after we left the bar. And then we were like, let's just like walk over the bridge. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Walking over a bridge at 1am is insane. It is insane. I wouldn't recommend it, but it was fun. Um, anywho, I have so much stuff that I want to talk to you guys about. I've been I've been writing stuff down so I don't forget because I feel like that always happens. Let's start off talking about the uh, the the Jonah Hill text message situation. For those of you that don't know, Jonah Hill was in the, uh, you know, news this past week because his ex-girlfriend who he dated for, I think, a couple of years. I could be wrong on that. But she had released text messages that he had sent her. And they're so just, ugh. I'm going to say right now, this guy fucking sucks. He sucks. And I'm going to tell you what pisses me off about the whole thing. So he's just obviously very controlling. She released a bunch of text messages that he had sent um, to her. But he's really controlling. She's like a model and a surfer. And he's mad that he that she models and she surfs. Okay, he doesn't want her doing any of that. He's like, please stop being hot. It's driving me crazy. Don't talk to men. And he sent her this list. Okay. This is the list that he sends her. It says plain and simple. If you need, and it's all bullet points now, immediately, if a guy, I'm going to tell you something right now. If a guy ever sent me a text message with bullet points, bye. Is this, are we in school? Not bullet points of the rules. Couldn't be us. Mm -mm. The girls aren't doing that. So here are the bullet points. First one, surfing with men. Boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. To model. To post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. Keep in mind, she's a surfer. <laughs> okay. So now he wants her surfing in a, in a sweatsuit. With a hoodie on. Like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, to post sexual pictures. Then this one's my favorite. Friendships with women who are in unstable places. Sign me up. Jonah could never, you could never be with me then because I want to do all these things. This sounds like a fun summer, if I may. 
And then he gives her all the bullet points. He said, well, then if you need this, I'm not the right person for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings, but these are my boundaries for a romantic relationship. This is what bothers me about that, about the whole thing. He's masking his insecurity as boundaries, right? He's throwing in like therapy talk. And by the way, I watched his documentary when it first come out, him interviewing his like therapist and love the therapist. He's amazing, but I really enjoyed it. And I thought, oh, okay. Like he's putting in the work. He knows, you know, he knows he has a bunch of shit that he needs to like really heal. And you got to give people credit when, when they're in therapy and they're, and they're doing that. So I really thought that. And then I'm like, oh no, he's using it as a manipulation tactic. I don't believe that he really is trying to do self work or self-reflection. I think he's throwing it like, Hey, I go to therapy. So I know these are my boundaries. Why, why is a surfer surfing your fucking boundary? Also the way that you knew that before you dated her, if you're not into stuff like that, if you're not into like you, he had sent her one, I don't have it right in front of me, but he was like, yeah, it's so cool that you're a model. That's the last type of person I would ever want to be with. It's like, okay, so why are you with her then? You know what I'm saying? And he reached out to her via Instagram. He DM'd her like heart eye emoji or something. That's how they met. So it's so, it's just so hypocritical. And I'm going to say right now, he's a bitch. (laughs) That's the only way I can really describe this. It's bitch energy because it's like, oh, I hate, I hate this where men do this thing where they like sexualize women and then resent the woman for being attractive or other people being attracted to her. Or even like in this case, it's insane because like, she's just like surfing with guys that she's friends with that are surfers too. That's what she does. Um, ugh. I hate it so much. I just hate the it's it's like you don't need to throw in the therapy lingo to me. You're and you don't need to lecture me. You could just say what it is, and that's it's that you're a bitch. Sorry. It's so funny because I saw so many people saying, I don't see there being a problem with this. Guess what? It was all men. And all the girlies going, mm-hmm. I know a guy like this. I've been with a guy like this. It's just so common. But It's just so like, uh, controlling. It's just such controlling behavior. Let's see. I'm scrolling through this. God, it's so just, (laughs) I'm sorry. I would laugh in his face. I just would. But, um, I wanted to also tell you guys, I saw them. I witnessed the most insane thing on an airplane the other day. I was sitting next to a guy who's an actor he was on a really popular show. Um, and I didn't like say anything to him, of course, because that's it would just be so weird for me to do that, especially because like we were going to be sitting on the plane right next to each other for six hours. And I just like would never do that in the first place unless he was the guy, Adam from TikTok. But anywho, so I'm sitting next to this guy. The plane takes off. He falls asleep. OK, and I'm just sitting there and I see this. <laughs> the flight attendant come up to him, wake him up wake him up and say, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. What? Beginning of the flight woke him up. It's one thing to say it to wake the man up. He was like startled. He was like, oh, okay, thanks. And she was like, yeah, I used to watch your show all the time. Like I'm such a big fan of yours. And then she goes, she, she doubled down. 
she said, you know, I knew you looked familiar, but once I saw your name on the sheet, I realized, cause you know how they have like a, like they have everybody's whatever, like the passengers names and stuff. She said, I, I looked at your name and I said, oh, that's where he's from. And I just, I love you so much. And he's like, okay, thanks. What? Girl, please. He was not nice about it, which like, if somebody woke me up, I would be like, if you're just so startled. And then she looks over at me because he was sitting right next to me because she kind of got the vibe that he was like pissed, of course. And she looks over at me. She's like, do you need a do you need anything? You need a drink or something? I'm like, girl, don't drag me into this shit. This was wild. I pretended I was asleep. I, I started snoring. I said, I'm not I don't, don't be asking me questions when you just woke this guy up. That was crazy, crazy. Then I got stuck at the airport on my way home um for hours and hours they had delayed the flight twice and then when we got to the airport they delayed it three more times i was supposed to leave at um uh, I, I don't know it was like seven hours or something but um so i'm stuck at the airport forever and i was kind of like i don't really mind it because it was a weather thing it was like there was a storm in new york so i was like i'm not really ever mad at that because it's just like i'd rather them not fly if it's going to be dangerous, but I was a little emotional because I'm like, I just miss my freaking cats. And I know that they miss me, but anywho, there was a, a Coca-Cola freestyle machine in the airport girl. I saw that thing. My eyes lit up. That's why I wasn't even mad about being stuck in there for five hours. I said, not a freestyle machine. I was going crazy. You know, when like a kid is playing outside and then they drink water and they're like, like they're, they're like out of breath girl. That was me. I was next to the machine for so long. I kept refilling, kept refilling. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to try all the flavors. I wish there was a way to do like a wine tasting, except it's not wine. It's every option from the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. And I also would like to mix, hear me out one little of every single flavor and see what it tastes like. I don't know. I don't know. It feels crazy, but I would, I would do it. People were making fun of me. They were like, why would you care about, about there being this machine in the airport? I'm like, are you a freak? Do you not know anything about me? Please. But, um, oh, also shout out to the pickle girls. I have more pickle news. Somebody, uh, Aiden. Hi, Aiden. Shout out to Aiden. He listens to the potty. Um, he told me that Trader Joe's has pickled cheese now. And I'm going to, when I tell you, I'm going to zip there tomorrow morning and get some pickled cheese. Fucking love Trader Joe's, you guys. Absolutely love it. What else did I want to talk to you about? Let me check my list. Definitely. To, it's like my list is so funny because it's like Jonah Hill is a bitch. Um, oh, oh, wait, you guys, I, I came to a realization about something that I just figured out and I, it never dawned on me before. I don't think I ever knew this unless I knew it and forgot it. Stanley Tucci is married to Emily Blunt's sister. Are you following? Emily Blunt is married to John Krasinski, which means John Krasinski and Stanley Tucci are brother-in-law, are brothers-in-law however you would say it. Brother-in-laws. Girl, you're kidding me. Talk about a sexy family dinner. What? How much fun would it be to go to like Thanksgiving with them? 
not the blunts and the Tucci's and the, and the Krasinski's. We love to see it. So that was something I had to share with my girls. I talked about the pickle cheese. I talked about the pickle beer. Is that it? I think so. Let me see. I wrote some stuff down. Oh, okay. Hear me out. This is pretty embarrassing, but I'm going to share it with my girls. Cannot believe I forgot to tell you guys about this, but the other day I was supposed to go out with this guy. We were going to go to the pool one day, right? And I woke up girl the day before I had eaten a bunch of vegetables, which I kind of always do ate a bunch of vegetables, right? Nothing unusual. And then I didn't realize this at the time, but I accidentally took my magnesium vitamins twice. I don't have to tell you what happened. So I woke up with the most, if you're attracted to me, turn this off. I woke up with the most debilitating gas pains. You guys, I thought that my appendix exploded. I woke up and I went to go, I stood up and it just hit me right away. I went to go walk to the bathroom. Girl, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. Okay. And it wasn't like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. It's an emergency. I didn't have to go to the bathroom at all. Okay. It was a gas, but girls, the way that I was waddling around my apartment, I ripped all my clothes off. I started sweating and (laughs) screaming. Okay. My baby boys were petrified. Stanley and Robert were in, in Halloween cat position for hours because I was literally screaming, rolling around and screaming. I was trying to do stretches. I was trying to do massages. I'm like, what the fuck happened? But then I realized, oh, girl, you took the magnesium twice, you freak. So anywho, I had to text this guy because I can't go to the pool like that. Please. I had to text this guy and I said, listen, I don't want you to think I'm bailing on you. I said, I'm really embarrassed, but I wouldn't tell you this unless it was true. Like I would never I would never make this up. I said, I have such bad gas (laughs) that I can't walk. I said, I've been rolling her because I waited like an hour to tell him. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just like burp or something and it'll go away. Girl, no. Girl, no. Thank God I always have so many seltzers in my fridge because I was crushing seltzers trying to burp and I was burping and nothing was fucking helping. I was in so much pain. So I told him I was like, I feel like I'm giving birth. Like I feel I've never experienced and I'm not exaggerating. I've never been in more pain in my life. And he was like, oh my God. Okay. (laughs) He's like, I said, please don't make fun of me. He's like, well, are you okay? I was like, I'm okay. Like, but I'm just in so much pain. I'm not like going to die. And he was like, okay, but girl, the way that I gave him like the whole, all the details, I was like, I have really bad gas, blah, 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 blah. Like I didn't have to share that much at all. Um, but I wanted him to know that I was like, I'm not just trying to get out of seeing you. I literally can't move. And also I'm not trying to go to the pool when I have to, when I need to be trying to burp. So that was a nightmare. And I had told my friend about it and she was like, I'll call the emergency, you know, I'll call the ambulance for you. Like, she's like, I'm so worried about you. Cause she's been through my bestie. This has happened to her before where she's like, she's gone to the emergency room. Cause she thought there was something going on. And they were like, you have to fart. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'd rather it just kill me than do that. I'm sorry. I'd rather it just kill me. No, let me just let the Lord take me, you know, (laughs) 
but surprisingly the guy was like, it's okay. He was like, I had sense in this whole thing. I'm like, I'm real, I'm burping a lot. And boom. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm so attracted to you right now. I was like, you're damn right. I was like, I took too much magnesium. I was like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Like I don't, I'm not like pooping. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, we, we laugh, we laugh, but anywho. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger about your problems than it is to talk to your family or your best friends. This is why it therapy is so important. Your therapist will never have to attend a family dinner with that relative you've been complaining about. They'll never have to go on a double date with you after listening to you whine about your other half. If you're looking for a total stranger who can help you through life's problems, BetterHelp is an amazing resource. You guys, I'm such an advocate for BetterHelp. I'm, I've always said this. I think it's such a smart um, like business model, right? Because it's easy. It's easy to get um, linked to a therapist and then you can do it from your home, the comfort of your own home, which is to me so important and ideal because a lot of times I don't even want to leave the darn house and leaving the darn house is the hardest part. So I think it's really nice to have the convenience of it as well. They are entirely online, so you can do therapy whenever and wherever works for you. You fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash secretkeepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secretkeepers. We also have Nutrafol. Why is nobody talking about thinning hair? It is completely normal and it happens to so many people. If you've been struggling with hair loss, don't panic. There is a solution. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Four pills a day. It it targets the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. I've been using Nutrafol for months, maybe even a year. Um, and my hair is constantly, I'm always having to go get trims girl because my hair is growing so darn fast. And people always tell me your hair is so long. It used to be raggedy and short pretty much is what they say. They say, how did you grow your damn hair? And I'm like, it's Nutrafol. So it comes in three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. It's natural drug-free and medical grade ingredients. So you know what you're getting every time with the most reliable results. Over 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. If you need even more proof, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after just six months in a clinical study. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SKC to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. You get $10 off at Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l.com promo code s-k-c let's get to some of these emails girls drinking my green juice what's in the green juice celery apple and lemon so good okay where did i start this okay this one says breakup advice Oh, wait, what was that? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, okay, hold on. Here we go. This one says breakup advice. Hi, Carl, love you so much. And the princes, hope you enjoyed your 4th of July. Uh, my boyfriend and I, 
hold on. Let me just make sure I didn't read this last uh, last week's because it was starred and I'm like, okay, I don't think I read this one last week. Hold on. Okay. It's much love to you and the, uh, the prince's my boyfriend of about a year and I broke up today. It was mutual. Nothing bad happened, but we both agreed that something is not, not quite right about us being together. We love each other very much and treat each other well, but there's some level of connection that we're lacking when you know, you know, and we both know that it just wasn't the best fit. It's one of those situations where nobody did anything wrong. We really never fought, but it still sucks. I wish we were right for each other, but we're not. We could have kept dating and nothing would have been bad, but we just wouldn't have gone any closer. It was definitely for the best. That being said, I can use some advice from you and the girlies who may have been through similar breakups. He and I decided to give ourselves at least two months of not communicating at all. Maybe after we've had some separation, things won't sting as much and we can be friendly. We have a lot of uh, the same friends and we used to do a lot in group settings. So we're both hoping that it can be casual and we could be good friends in the future. My question is how far in the future? Um, What can I do to make sure that we're in a good position to be friends and there's no weirdness at all? I think it'll definitely take longer than two months to be good friends, but what boundaries should I set when, sorry guys, I got a frog in my throat when we get to a point that we can communicate here and there and see each other out, how do I know when it's okay to talk again? I've never been friends with an ex, but I think it's possible with this guy. I'd really like it to work out. I just don't know how to get back to that place. Any advice helps. Love you so much. Kiss you right on the lips. Um, and then she gives a good reality show. Fuck, Mary kill. So I'm friends with, I would say a few, you know, a few of my exes. And it really is just time will tell. I think that since the breakup was mutual, it was like you both agreed that, listen, I love you. Nothing really happened, but we should both just move on. I think that actually makes it easier in the future because you both knew that it just wasn't right. So there's really no hard feelings there. It's not like, oh, he cheated on me. We dated for years and now I have to see him out with this girl or anything like that. Cause that makes things a little bit more complicated. But I think that after the two months, you guys can maybe take things slow and start chatting, start seeing each other out. And I don't think it's going to be as weird as you think it is. Um, you know, I think it'll just become normal. And when your friends get used to you guys not being together or whatever, and I think it's a really special friendship when you can find the balance between, you know, someone just being your ex-boyfriend and someone being your friend. I think it's a really special connection because they know you in a way that nobody else really does. So I think it'll be fine. I think only time will tell if after two months you feel like you're not ready, then that's okay. And you just take a little bit more time. And we also have Pretty Litter. You guys know I freaking, I love Pretty Litter. You can use all of the air fresheners and candles you want, but it only takes one smelly litter box in the house to ruin all of your hard work. Make the switch to Pretty Litter. It is ultra absorbent and the crystals instantly trap odor to keep your house smelling fresh. It's lightweight, easy to carry. So even if you have a third floor walk up, your place can still smell amazing. I've been using Pretty Litter for a while. I had always wanted to try it. And then when they wanted to collaborate with the show, I was like, absolutely, because you know, I like anything that Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart is affiliated with. So I kept seeing Pretty Litter with her cutie little cats. 
and I was like, I need to try this stuff. So it was created with color changing crystals to indicate early signs of potential illness in your cat with different colored crystals pointing to problems like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. You can easily keep track of your cat's health and act at the very first sign of illness. This is so important as well because cats are so resilient. They kind of don't show that they're in pain or that something's wrong until they've been feeling it for a while or until you notice something is off with them. So it always just gives you such peace of mind using pretty litter because I'm always nervous. To, do they have a kidney problem? Do they have a UTI? I mean, you never know with these little freaks. So it's so helpful. Pretty Litter has helped eliminate cat box stink in my house. You can It can do the same for you. Make the switch today. Go to prettylitter.com slash secret and use code secret to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash secret and code secret to save 20% off your first order. Prettylitter.com slash secret, code secret. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, okay. This one says, guys, wait, first of all, guys, why am I out of breath? I'm like, are my pants too tight? Probably. All right. <laughs> this one says, help, I found love on Omegle. Hi, Carly and her stainless steel 64-ounce water bottle and her cats. <laughs> Thank you so much for addressing the water bottle. I do feel like we need to name it. So, Okay. This says, okay, so this is a long story, but stay with me. 11 years ago, I met a boy on Omegle. By the way, the title of this is Help I Fell I Found Love on Omegle. She says, yes, Omegle. It was during middle school where you had slumber parties and the girls would go on chats with all these weirdos. So one sleepover, my friends and I were doing so when another boy group did the same. I exchanged socials with one of the boys and we kept in contact for 11 years. Jesus Christ. During this time, we both have had our own relationships and we were strictly best buds. He knew my friends and I knew his, even though he got to know my brother and would send him birthday presents. I know it's so weird, but it's really not. He's a real person. Yes, we would FaceTime occasionally, but most of the years we would just say happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Finally, I mentioned I'd be interested in moving to Denver in parentheses. I'm from Washington. He's from Kansas. And he says he's familiar with that area and goes off. And so he'd show me around and we could meet for the first time. So I did. And he was so nice. And our friends evolved, our friendship evolved into romance. Yes, we banged. Oh my God, girl. Wait, this is getting a little crazy. Wait a minute. I'm mind blown. I'm mind blown by this. She says it was amazing. I had a curse of not quote unquote finishing since my last boyfriend three years ago and he made it happen. Oh, good for you. Aside from that, he would bring me coffee in the morning, compliment me so much. And overall was just a precious guy. We have so much in common and I never felt so comfortable with a man before. Now it's been a week since I've been back in Washington and I think we are trying to see where things go. Oh my God. We talk every day and we say we miss each other and talk about a future together. What? He has always wanted to move to the um, Pacific Northwest. Wow. She put PNW and I knew what she was talking about. It's giving Harvard law, but he's starting school in the fall. So it might take four years before he can move. But one night I looked in, I looked at his phone and he was looking at jobs in Seattle. Aww. We have plans to visit for new year's Eve, but that's six months away. What should I do? Keep trying to make it work with this perfect man and handle the distance or wait until we can be together with no distance. I also feel awful about 
having him move here, even though he wants to, is this sustainable? I went on a date before this trip to Denver with another guy and he wants to see me again this weekend. Shall I just keep my options open? Do I have a serious talk with Kansas guy? I'm telling you the whole Denver, the whole time I was in Denver, it felt like a dream and I was being treated like a queen and he would even take my shoes off at the end of the day. Jesus Christ. Just so kind and thoughtful in parentheses, bare minimum, probably, but the bar is underground. Anyway, any insight would be amazing. Please keep me from being a dumb hoe. Okay. I don't think you're a dumb hoe. I think this is a very interesting story. Very interesting story. But you want to know what? Stranger things have happened, girl. I really, I really feel that way. Um, okay. Let's see. What would I do? What would I do? I would definitely explore what could happen with this guy because it feels like he's a great guy. He treats you well. You felt a really strong connection there. So I wouldn't um, just blow it off. And I don't even know that I would say, all right, let's rekindle this in four years because a lot of things can happen in four years. And I just wouldn't want, I don't know. I just, I would rather see where it goes now, but I would say before anybody's making any you know, strong moves or even before you guys become official, you know, like you guys both aren't seeing any, anybody else and stuff like that. I would probably just hang out a few more times. However, you may be able to do that, um, and see where it goes because sometimes these situations are like, so it's like, Oh my God, this is like a movie. It feels like a fairy tale. I'm just so into this person and he's so into me, but that distance kind of makes that grow. And then the more time you spend with each other, you're like, you know, you know, so I wouldn't make any rash decisions yet, but I would hang out a few more times, see how you feel, spend more time together and, and then see, you know, cause you have to be, you have, you have to spend a little bit more time to really see first time is going to be amazing. You know, Um, but that's so crazy. I know a girl once who I worked with her at a hair salon a really long time ago. She had met a guy like gaming. I don't know what game it was, but she was like, you know, an online gamer. And she met a guy like years before they actually met playing this game. And then they ended up meeting up at like some fucking, you know, Comic-Con or some shit. And they dated for a while. I don't know if they're still together, but they dated for like years, which is crazy. Okay. This one says. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to read this one. Sorry. Sometimes people send stuff and they go, actually, I changed my mind. (laughs) Wait, the Omegle girl. Wait. The Omegle girl. Oh, she sent me a freaking picture of them. Let me see. Cute. Wait, you guys are really cute together. Stop. It's giving cute. It's giving cute. I think you definitely have to see where, where it goes with him. Um, okay. This one says being sexy and confused, being a sexy and confused girly is a full-time job. I'll, I'll tell you, I hear you girl. This one says, hey, Carly and the Pussycats, love you lots. Longtime listener um, coming to you from a smallish town in Virginia. First time writing in because I need an outsider's opinion. 
My ex-boyfriend and I were on and off for two years. He was the one who broke up with me every time because he suffers from bad depression and he pushes me away every time he goes into a dark place. It's a kind of cycle um, with him of ups and downs, but I'm always the one getting hurt from it. Last year, he broke up with me to quote unquote work on himself, but then soon after he got into a rebound relationship. I had the worst year ever trying to move on from him and he was seemingly happy in a relationship that and replaced me. Recently, he reached out to tell me he broke up with her because all he can think about is me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. And the way he's hurt me and said leaving me was the biggest regret of his life. Good. He said he would do anything to have me back in his life again. No. He admitted that he jumped into the relationship to ignore his deeper problems with himself. And he said he used it as a distraction, which was wrong and hurtful. And now he's going to therapy to work on himself. We had a long conversation and eventually we started seeing each other again for about a month and it was back to normal and things felt good. Out of nowhere, he started acting differently and he said he needs quote unquote space because he isn't ready to be in a relationship again. Mm hmm. And he needs to get himself mentally and financially stable again before diving into another relationship. He said he feels like we moved in too fast. We moved too fast, starting to see each other again. He said he started getting anxiety because he thought we'd slowly reconnect again after reaching out. Not him. And I'm sorry, this is just an aside. Not him saying I would do anything to have you back in my life again. And then you say, you know what? I'm going to give this guy another chance. And then he's like, you know what? It's a little it's a little much. How fucking how much of a narcissist do you have to be to pull that move on someone? You would do anything to be with me except actually be with me. Please. I could have told I didn't read this email. I haven't read this email, you know, before I started recording today. I'm telling you right now, I could have told you this was going to happen. This is a tale as old as time. Anywho. Uh he thought we'd slowly reconnect after reaching out, but we both got lost in our emotions and just took things way too fast, acting like we were going to go back to normal again. He said he put himself into a deep financial hole during his depression because he stopped going to work and it ruined his credit. Yeah. And because he was buying Little Miss Girl some dinners and some and some presents and some treats. OK, if we're going to talk about our credit score. Who the hell were you buying shit for? OK. Um. He ruined his credit. He said he needs to focus on himself so he can prioritize building a relationship again with me. Okay. Um, He said that he wants to quote unquote, check in with me every now and then, which means he wants to have sex with you so that it's not like we're strangers because he wants to make us work in the future, Mm -hmm. but we won't be seeing each other again soon. And he doesn't think he'll be ready for a relationship until hopefully next year. (sighs) I'm having a hard time with this because there's no guarantee of him coming back or or that he's not going to on and off some new girl during this quote unquote space like he did last year after we broke up. He claims that he once he's steady, he wants um, to be with me for the long haul and he sees a future with me. I want to believe that he's sincere in his words and intentions, but do you think it's only going to hurt me more waiting for him to get himself figured out? A thousand percent. I do feel a strong connection with him, unlike anyone else. Mm-hmm. Girl, I just know I just know it's big. That's what this whole email is telling me, because one thing about this, a girl would never put herself through all this when when it's not big. 
because I'm reading in between the lines. You don't even have to say it. So, okay, let me just. She says, I've had a strong connection with him, unlike anyone else, and I've dated around a bunch within the past year and a half since we've broken up, but it seems like no other men interest me in the slightest. The dating pool here is very small and full of toxic waste, to be honest. I try to just act like he never came back into my life, but it's hard when my feelings for him are so strong and I open myself back up to the idea of us being together again. I guess I'm just confused and hurt and unsure how to handle this situation. I feel like he's, it feels like I'm being rejected all over again after him coming back into my life for one month. It's kind of a whirlwind of emotions. Sorry, that was long, but what are your thoughts? Thank you so much and love you lots. Sincerely, your girl who can't get over her ex, XOXO. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. So <clears throat> I think we've all been in situations kind of similar to this before where I'm going to tell you what it is. He moved on, right? When you guys broke up the last year, he, you went through all of this shit. And when we are, when, before we get over something, like before we get past and like heal from a situation, as, as embarrassing as it is to admit, the whole time we're still hung up on somebody, we're going, I just want him to fucking call me. And I just want him to say that he wants to get back together with me. Right. Whether we want to admit it or not, that's what we do when we're still in love with somebody, when, when we haven't healed from them. So he gives you that phone call. You're like, okay, he's saying all the right things. And he's saying the right things because he knows that's what you want to hear. And when push came to shove, he couldn't give you anything that he said he even wanted. So girl, I would be, I would never say, okay, you get your shit together. And maybe next year, if you're ready for a relationship, maybe we'll be together again. But I know you need to focus. What the fuck is he focusing on? Really? His credit? You can't have a girlfriend if you have bad credit. Uh, the, The math is not mathing. He's full of shit. So I, I understand where you're coming from, where you're like, I've tried to go on dates and nobody's really giving me the thing. That's because you're still hung up on this guy. I don't even know if you should like if it were me, I wouldn't even want to be dating right now because you're not going to be able to give yourself, you know, give someone like 100 percent or even like have fun on a date if you're still hung up on him. I would focus more on you. I would do things and that you need to do to heal and the key here is when you do the work and when you put yourself first, it's if you're going to accept him back again, you're just reopening a wound over and over again. It's a, it's a cycle and it's unhealthy. So you need to say, I'm going to choose myself. I I'm going to love myself more than I love this guy, which you should. And, you know, I'm sure you do. And you just don't realize it right now. And focus on you. And then slowly but surely, it'll get better. Don't try and find somebody to replace him because those things are always, they always end weird and bad. Um, It's just like, let him fucking go fix his credit then. (laughs) Please, please. I can't with that. I can't have a girlfriend. I have bad. I got to fix my credit. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go fix your credit. Consolidate your credit. You know, go to the general. You know, you know, the jingle. So. 
oh god oh my god a guy just texted. oh my god oh my god wait my phone is blowing up and it's all different guys wait what did something oh my god did I tell you I bumped into a guy that I used to date a million years ago on the street he just texted me and then this other guy who I fucking he's what okay so I'm gonna tell you a quick story and I know I've mentioned this guy on the podcast before, but he was this guy who was just like never giving me like he would give me just enough to keep me around. But then like not, you know, he was just like full of shit and he fucking sucked. OK, and it took me a while to realize that. But like the last like I would say, I don't know, year, I've kind of just been like, fuck off. And I stopped giving him any attention. I stopped responding to him, all of that stuff. And he's the one that showed up with flowers to my house. And I said, you crazy. I'm calling the cops. I didn't call the cops on him, but I was, I, I said, this was a little crazy. He's like, well, you didn't answer my text message. I had to get in touch with you somehow. I was like, this is, this is crazy. But anywho, he texted me, he texts me, you guys, I'm sorry. Like I don't answer him, but he texts me the funniest shit. He texts me the funniest shit. Did I tell you guys? He said, um, I got a message from him and it was like, is the reason you're not answering me because you have a, you have a boyfriend? He said, if you have a boyfriend, (laughs) he said, if you have a boyfriend, tell him to meet me at the, at the Boston market on Metropolitan Avenue, I'm going to beat the shit out of I didn't answer him, but I just thought that was so funny. Them fighting at a Boston market. Stop from crying. I I I screenshot it and sent it to my friend. And she was like, girl, that's the funniest message I've ever seen. I'm like, stop. It's that's crazy. But he's he's kidding. He's not like a dangerous person, but he says the funniest shit. Um, anywho, any freaking who. Okay, this one says bodega. Sorry, I just got, I just think it's so funny. Okay. This one says bodega cat pick and advice needed. Hi, Mother Carly and the fluffy bunnies, Sir Robert and Sir Stanley. I really do love my cat so much, you guys. This is just like a quick, like little tidbit, but like, I love them. And I know that they love me. People think cats don't love, they do. And it's just such like a, ugh. I was crying at the airport because I was like, I just miss my cat so much. And I, and I think, when I leave, I think that they're like, she abandoned us. Stop. I even think about it. I want to cry. Anywho, they're so cute. They're both snuggling right now. Okay. Says, would love your advice on how to make an awkward in-law situation coming about an awkward in-law situation coming up this week. I have to go to a week-long family vacation with my husband, our toddler, his parents, his siblings, cousins, and other kids to some destination I don't even want to go, literally in the middle of nowhere. Ugh. I looked up things to do. Girl, sometimes, you want to know what? Sometimes, like, I hear stuff like that. I would say, one thing about me, I'm going to get COVID before, before the trip. I'm going to make sure that I contract COVID before the trip. And I'm, and it's going to be legit. I'm not saying I have COVID. I'm getting COVID. I've never gotten COVID. Something like this would, would, would get me COVID. I would make sure that I got it. Anywho, I looked up things to do around there. And the number one thing is to tour a power plant. Oh, Jesus Christ. And visit a battlefield. Oh boy. 
the even more horrifying part is that we're all staying in a house that doesn't have enough bedrooms. We had to provide our salaries so that a sliding scale of payment for the vacation could be established. What? I found this out after the fact from my husband, but what the fuck? His mother likes to give a lot of unsolicited parenting advice and it just feels super judgmental. She is seemingly unaware of how she comes off. For example, if my toddler doesn't finish her dinner, she wants me to have her sit down at the table until she's finished and she's obsessed with the fact that I don't let her cry herself to sleep. It's just this constant stream of feedback. And as a recovering people pleaser, I've brushed it off before, but now I'm feeling ready to shut it down. I guess what I'm wondering is, do I grow some balls and pull her aside and have a super awkward conversation that she will undoubtedly talk shit about me later on about uh, later on or when I'm not around? Do I literally just go silent and walk away from her when she's talking? Do I rage out and never get an invite to a one house hell fest again. I have this fantasy of saying to her, listen, I'm still raising your son that I fucking married. Wow. So maybe let's focus on the fact that he still wears the same boxers you bought him 15 years ago. Ooh, girl, I got the chills. Girl, I got the chills. I'm going to tell you something right now. If I witnessed that, I would get up and go, I would start clapping. I'd say, that's my girl. And I have her back. Because I've never, that is the best thing that you could ever say. She says, my husband does offer to shut it down when she says something, but he's too nice. And just, it just continues and continues. P.S. I attached a picture of a cat that I saw at a bodega in NYC and immediately asked if his name was Kobe because I thought it was COVID brain. (laughs) P.S. I watched the Josh Hartnett Black Mirror episode after I heard you say we have another season and I had the worst goddamn nightmares of my freaking life. That one was scary. Oh yeah. That one was scary. That I mean the, the new season of Black Mirror was was great, but I'm still like kind of irked by a couple of the episodes. Especially because the the first episode is kind of part of what's going on right now. This, you know, the CGI, the AI um actors and actresses, really, really interesting. But this is a cute cat. Does this cat have ears? He was on something. He looks so stoned. I love him. He looks like Robert with no ears. Um, okay. And then, um, she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying something because I'm not even, this might sound like terrible to even say in the first place, but I'm just going to go there with it. If you're nervous about her talking shit about you, she probably already does. She seems like an asshole. So it's like, all right, yeah, go ahead and tell everybody about how I stood up for myself. Couldn't, I mean, could be worse. Um, and I think that there's a way to do it too, where like, it won't be, you know what? I would definitely say something if I felt like I had to, but I would probably say to my husband, like, you need to just say something to her. Because I'm going to end up saying something to her and I'm going to get the brunt of I'm going to get it way worse than you ever would because you're her son and you're her baby. Right. So why doesn't he just say like, why doesn't he just call her before the fact and just say, listen, like. This is how we're feeling about it. He could even make it like you don't know that that he's calling her. That's what I would do. And if he doesn't want to do that, I would literally just be like. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, no, I didn't burp, but it sounded like I was gonna just an air air bubble, but I would probably be like, 
I would just stand up for myself in whatever in whatever instance, if she's going to call you out, especially if she's saying stuff in front of people, it's just like so inappropriate and so not cool. I would have him say something if he doesn't want to, I would say something for sure. Because this is what they always say, like you're marrying someone's family too, you know? And do you want to put up with that for, for the rest of your life? Just say something now, nip it in the butt. Let's see. It would be good to like, to, if she says something like, oh, it's so funny. Like he doesn't even do that. Like her son, like your husband, like, oh no, he doesn't even do that. It's so crazy. You think it's important. My kids do that. (laughs) This one says help. How do you date? Hey, Carl's I've been out of the dating game for a long time because why are men? I need your advice. I met a guy and we've been out on a few dates. We're both a little shy, but overall they went well and he seems great. We've talked about more plans and going to local events together months down the road. However, this man never texts. No communication other than solidifying past plans. After our last date, I decided I wouldn't follow up or be the next to reach out. Not to be petty, I just wanted to see some enthusiasm. I'm really the kind of girl who wants someone to be obsessed with me. Girl, I hear ya. I hear ya. My friends think I should give it some more time and some effort, but I'm very much in the quote unquote, if he wanted to, he would era. While we're in person, he seems so into me, but when we go our separate ways, it's like, I don't exist. If I didn't know his family, I would think that he had a wife and kids at home. In parentheses, he doesn't. I can say with 100% certainty that he's single. Also, we're in our 30s, and I know he knows how to work an iPhone. I'm starting to think we're just not obsessed with each other, and it's time to nip it in the butt early. Um, But maybe it's too soon to say. What do we think? Love you and the kitties. Tell your mom I miss her. Um, So I think... Listen, some people do have different communication styles and it is hard to not take it personal if somebody's like not a big texter. I kind of like it when somebody's not a big texter, but I don't want no communication from you. Cuz then I'm like, "Well, what the hell are you doing that's so damn important?" And you can't call your girl that's wearing a little tube top and a little dress. You know? <laughs> what are you doing that's more important than me wearing my little ballet my ballerina flats? <laughs> drinking my little green juice oh god I'm so stupid but I totally get where you're coming from I think there there have definitely been times where I need more communication with somebody and I just bring it to their attention and if they can't give me that you know if they don't make an effort to like listen I don't need to talk to you 24 hours a day but just reach out text me say hi just say hey I'm busy at work today or hey hope you're having a good day period that's it um you know just literally the bare minimum. And if they can't do that, then, then they're out. Cause then they're not the one, but I think it's totally, um, understandable. If you want to say something to him about it, that's what I would do. I would be like, listen, like, we'd just like to hear from you. Just give me, just give me a little heads up. Let me know you're alive. And then let's see. <laughs> okay. This is Sorry, guys, I lost my I lost my little spot. This one says never date a neighbor. Uh Oh, been there, done that. 
never date a neighbor. Hi, Carly. Hope you and the two handsome, beautiful cats are having a fabulous day. We did have, we are having a fabulous day. Thank you for asking. Your podcast makes me crack up while I'm on my walks and I'm probably looking crazy. So I am a huge fan. Need some guidance. Oh, thank you. This says, I was seeing this guy this past fall. He lived pretty close to my house in parentheses. Talk about a bad idea. We got along really well. He introduced me to all his friends and the chemistry was definitely there. Similar interests and a normal guy. Really hard to find these days. I started to really like him, which I don't normally like guys because they suck. (sighs) Retweet sister. And a few months in, I started to randomly feel him pull away. We hung out all the time and talked almost every day for months. So I just thought he was busy with work or stress. So I asked if we could meet up and talk about what's going on. And since I was confused about where we stand, he said he felt like we were moving too fast into a relationship and wanted to slow things down, but enjoy spending time with me. And he was not good at expressing these emotions. The convo was left a bit open-ended with no plan. After a few run-ins, but no conversation about why it ended that way. He texted me late night, a month later, asking what I was up to and to hang out. And I gave him the cold shoulder. And then I texted him the next day saying, it's not cool to text me that late at night when it was clear that you were cool with the way things ended. We bumped into each other on and off for the next several months and just casual short high and by and no blood, no bad blood, sometimes awkward because of the situation. Let's see. Anyway, he moved further away and I've been thinking about him a lot lately again. I've dated a couple guys since then. I wish I didn't, but I want to reach out to see him. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I want to reach out to him to see what he's doing. And I know the common opinion is get over it. Um, It's not worth it, but I can't. I feel like it ended so weirdly and I regret not figuring out what happened. I don't know how to reach out without it being weird um, because of how long it's been. Let's see. I'm sick of wondering what if, not sure if this one is so tough to get over um, since it's been so long, but I'm usually a girl that moves on quick. Apparently not. Appreciate any advice. Let's see. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. Guys, I don't know why I'm running out of breath here. Am I reading too fast? Wow, I'm so smart. I read so fast. Okay. So this is a tricky situation. I think the fact that he doesn't live there anymore is more of a, like, I get where you're coming from, where you're like, now I feel like it wouldn't be that weird because we're not going to be bumping into each other all the time. But listen, I think you need to follow your heart. If you feel like there's something that you need to talk to him about or something that you kind of want closure on or want to explore a little bit more, I can't tell you that you're, that you shouldn't do that because you know how you felt about it, but it's, it again, like comes back to like matching somebody. Is he giving you that same energy? Does he still, does he have these feelings for you still? Because otherwise you're just gonna, like we were talking about before, you're just gonna like hurt yourself more. I think it might be, maybe it'll be worth it if you just have the, have a chat with him of like, I was really upset when this happened. I didn't feel comfortable talking to you about it because we were just so close in proximity, but this is how I felt about it. And I'm kind of bummed that it was because it really is like sometimes a person that's bad at communicating, you just have this weird ending with because they don't know how to tell you what they want. They don't know how to tell you like 
that they're busy or that whatever. It's just like, it's just so fucking awkward. So a lot of times they just choose not to do it, you know? So I get where you're coming from. For me, it's just, I don't know. I would probably just let sleeping dogs lie, you know? Because I don't want to get like, I don't want someone to do that shit with me twice. Cause then I feel like such a clown. Like, give me a, give me a squeaky nose and a rainbow wig and, and some, you know, size 15 shoes because I'm a fucking clown. Um, ugh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Let's see this next one. If you want to reach out to him, I'm not going to tell you not to, but for me, I would probably just leave it. Okay. Let's see. This one says shit crappens with toxic cement Mason boyfriend. Oh, Now, you, one thing about Secret Keepers Club, you're never going to get another podcast with that title. <laughs> I'm going to repeat it for you. Shit crappens with toxic cement Mason boyfriend. Okay. You, that's one thing that's unique to hear. You're not going to get that in any other club. Hey, Carly and the beautiful, handsome baby boys. This is long. I'm sorry in advance. First of all, I've loved you since girl code. Oh, thanks so much. And sorry if it makes me sound creepy, but I'm actually from Dix Hills right next to Comac. Oh, yeah, my um, I'm from uh, Comac and my mom was a middle school teacher at Comac Middle School where you where you went. And I always wonder if you ever had her as a teacher. Well, if she has the same last name as you on your email, then no. But my mom was a lunch lady at the middle school, so I'm sure they know each other. I've asked my mom so many times and she says, Oh, wow. That girl's beautiful. Maybe, but that doesn't answer my question. (laughs) I wonder what her last name is. Let me know. Anywho, I have a shit crap in story for you. I've been with my boyfriend for a little over nine years in parentheses. He's cement. He's a cement Mason with calloused hands. I'll attach a photo of him at the end. Hold on. I got to see the picture. Wait. Oh my God. You guys are so cute. Cute. Wait, let me see. I feel like you guys are the cutest couple. Oh, and you and your girlies are so cute. I love the outfits. I don't know. I don't know what the outfits are in reference to, but we're going to find out through this email. Cute dog too. See, she's got it all. Some girls got it all. Okay. So let's see. They've been together for a little over nine years. He's a cement mason. He hates my best friend, Sarah, who I've been besties with since age 11. We're now 30. So anytime I do anything, with her, he's super annoyed and he gives me an attitude, which gives me anxiety because I'm a people pleaser and I just want everyone to be happy always. It was Halloween weekend 2022 and I was planning on going out Friday in costume with Sarah, go to a concert with her and our other friends on Saturday, Sunday, October, uh, Saturday and Sunday, October 31st, I was going to go trick or treating with the same group of friends and their children, an excuse to dress in a costume, casually drink white claws and eat candy. Yes, please. Um, Friday night, it goes well. My anxiety is so-so with my boyfriend being annoyed, but Saturday, I'm pretty hungover. We go to the concert. I have a few drinks, nothing crazy, but on the way home, I feel really nauseous. On Sunday, my friends check in on me to make sure if I'm still trick-or-treating with them. I wasn't feeling great, but I chalked it up to having bad anxiety since my boyfriend at this point was flat out angry and I dared to see my friend three days in a row. 
Let's see. Hold on. It ended up meet. I ended up meeting them for a trick or treat and didn't want anything to do with drinking, which is super unlike me. We made our rounds. I go back and head to my boyfriend's. And at this point, I'm extremely sick to my stomach. <laughs> but I honestly feel like it was really bad anxiety knowing that I was going to have to see him and he might be mad at me. Girl, you're still with this guy. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, she's she's OK. Uh, I get there and he's just mildly annoyed, but my stomach isn't feeling any better. I run to the bathroom and start to throw up, but because I hadn't really eaten in two days because my stomach wasn't feeling great, I was on edge. Oh no. And it wasn't much, it, it wasn't much in me to get out. I lay back down and suddenly I feel it again. I couldn't make it back to the bathroom because I was laying on the floor next to the bed, vomiting. Oh my God. Into my little skincare basket. Oh my God, girl, did you have food poisoning? I keep next to my bed at my boyfriend's house. He gets up to get me water and suddenly I feel my body is clenching every muscle because there was nothing left in me when I suddenly felt a hot sensation, not a hot sensation. Girls, when you feel a hot sensation, <laughs> hot sensation, oh, let's see. dripping down my leg. Yep. Hot sensation dripping down my legs. Okay. I panicked and waddled downstairs into the other bathroom. When my boyfriend asked what was wrong, I ignored him and shut the door. I took the, my pants off and started letting them soak in water. My boyfriend opened the door, door and saw them clean, aw, clean them for me and got me a pair of his sweats. Oh, that's really nice. Not even 10 minutes later, it happened again. He cleaned me up and assured me that he wasn't mad at me, hoping that maybe it would stop my stomach from hurting. The next day he took me home because I literally couldn't sit up to drive and set me up in my bed. It turned out that I had the norovirus. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you had to have been like genuinely sick or, or poison, food poisoning. And I had gotten it when my friends drove Sarah and I to the bar Friday because their kids had just gotten over having it. Oh my God. Um, being the smallest of the group sat in their car seat <laughs> because it's annoying to take out. Here's some pictures of me and my friends going out that Friday, us in the concert, my dog and I on Halloween and my boyfriend and I. How freaking cute. Oh my goodness. No, you guys are so cute. I want to see the dog again too. Ah, the dog is dressed up in a Halloween costume. It's dressed up like, uh, like a teddy bear. So stinking cute. Oh, what a fun crew. The girlies are cute. Okay. No, I, that's, I think the moral of the story is when you do feel a hot sensation, you know, it's bad. And a lot of times like you can't, don't push yourself. Like if you are feeling unwell, don't push yourself to go because we've seen this way too many times here with these shit crapping stories. I swear we've seen it where on vacations in the car at my, my favorite one, the one that always sticks out to me is the one when, when they were at a concert. They were in the middle of like, you know, general admission at a concert. So they, they had no move to move out of the crowd. And the person, the person had a shit crap in situation and stayed, wait, the best part stayed the entire concert. That's one. that's the one that freaks. That's the one that gets to me. Cause I said, the way you were so committed to the music is wild. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Jeez Louise. Okay, let's do some of these fuck Mary kills. It's hot as hell in here. Jesus. I turned my um AC off because I didn't want it to be too loud in the mic. Okay. So here is the, uh, the fuck Mary kills. Love is blind. The ultimatum love Island. Now I've never seen the ultimatum or love Island, but I know that I would like love Island more because it's British, right? This week, a hot new bombshell enters the villa. So we're going to fuck love Island. We're probably, God, I kind of want to kill love is blind. Cause I can't even stand it, but I'm going to marry it. Let's not get crazy. I'm going to marry Love is Blind. I'm going to fuck Love Island. I'm going to kill the ultimatum. I don't know much about it. Um, let's see. And then <laughs> here's another one. Stubbing your toe, biting your tongue, burning yourself. Oof. That is really, really painful. Okay. I'm killing stubbing your toe. Well, no. I think stubbing your toe and biting your tongue Stubbing your toe is worse, right? I'm going to kill stubbing your toe. There's times I stub my toe and I literally think I broke my foot. So we got to we gotta kill that. I want to never do that again. Biting your tongue is really bad. Um, burning yourself, is it great? No. Uh, but assuming it's not a third degree burn or, or a serious burn, I'll be fine. So I probably marry burning myself as long as it's not that bad. I'm picturing it being like, like yesterday, I burnt my finger because I took, I touched the, whatever, the handle of the pot that's metal, like an idiot when the pot was hot. So I burnt my finger, but it's okay. So I guess I'm going to fuck biting your tongue, which kind of sucks too. And then this one is very specific to me. <laughs> Baby pool on the balcony, house plants and stainless steel 64 ounce water bottle. So I miss my, I miss having a little balcony. My last apartment, I had one, but I don't anymore, which is so unfortunate because if you've been around for a while or even there's like some tabs on my Instagram, you know, those like little memories tabs on the Instagram. Um, some of them are, are, will have my, my pool featured in it, but I had a blow up pool and I loved it so much. And on a hot day, girl, I swear it was so damn refreshing because we would fill it up with water as, as much as we could, even though it would take fucking forever. Cause I didn't have like a hose or anything. I had to use my hundred year old sink. My dad had to make some type of a contraption that would bring the sink water out into the damn balcony, but we would fill up and you know what we would put just bags and bags of ice. I know it sounds crazy, but on a hundred degree New York city, humidity weather, forget it. And me and my bestie would hang out out there. We would eat snacks. We would dunk in the little kiddie pool. It was just so refreshing. I miss it so much. I really miss it. We would just chill out there. God, that was so nice to have a little bit, of, a little bit of outdoor space. I just loved it so much. I had um, sunbathing chairs out there and it was a tiny spot, but you know, you make it work. It was great. Okay. So I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry baby pool on the balcony. I'm going to marry it. And then am I fucking house plants or am I fucking stainless steel six, four ounce uh, water bottle? So I honestly think that even though I love my, you know, and I, and I use it every day, my 64 ounce stainless steel water bottle, I I'm not like, I'm doing it cause I have to do it. I'm not doing it cause I want to do it. You know, drinking water is kind of 
blah to me. So I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it, even though I use it every day and, and I, it's really helpful and great, but I like plants better. So we're fucking the plants. Um, let's see. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, you can email us at secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I hope you all are going to have a great, we're, we're all having a great week, girls. Everyone's having fun. We're having the best week. Okay. And I will see you next week. Bye.